Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. My name is Mart, I'm your host, and this week I've got another guest on the show. I'm really excited about this one because it's something that isn't really to do with manifestation or mindset, which is what most of my episodes are about, but it is all to do with spirituality. So I first came across him on Instagram a few months ago, and I've been following him ever since, absolutely obsessed with his work. I'll let him introduce himself in just a sec, but please give a warm welcome to my favorite spirit medium. Mike Hoff is on the show. Mike, it's such an honor to have you here. How are you? Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm buzzing about this. I've been looking forward to it for ages now, so it's good to, to join on. So I'm Mike Hoff, and I'm a spirit medium. So that basically means that I'm able to communicate with people that have passed away. Um, and what I do with that, there's with the people might call it a gift. I don't like to refer to myself as, oh, I'm gifted, because I feel like I sound a bit of a pleb by saying that. So, um, but with this, with these abilities, I'll, I'll use. Um, some people might use it for going on like ghost hunts and stuff like that and whatnot. Whereas I felt more of a calling to help people grieving with it, basically. Yeah. I know we've got so much to unpack as well and talk about today. So I'm just going to jump right in with the questions and start by asking with like, you know, being a spirit medium, like, is that what you refer to yourself as spirit medium? Yeah. yeah. So how do you receive these messages? Because I know you've spoke about um, seeing a man around your home when you were like six years old, didn't you? So how does it work? Like, do they just contact you or do you summon them? How do you interpret the messages? Is it through images? Is it through words? I know just before we started recording, you were saying there, like someone might come through during the, the interview yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, I'm fascinated by it. How does it work? So, well, that, that's that's funny because there is. I am definitely picking up on some, which is cool. So, if you are cool with that, I might let them come in if if that's all right. Go for it. Go for it. We'll love that. So, for me, how it works is I'm able to see, hear, feel, and sense spirit, but not in the way that you might think. So, it's weird. So, when I was a little boy, one of mm-hmm. my earliest memories, I was around six or seven, 
And I did see this scruffy looking guy stood at the top of the stairs who I knew wasn't a family member. I'd no recall of ever seeing this person, literally seen him at the, on the landing. I blinked and then it just disappeared. So I was absolutely shit myself. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was horrific. Like I didn't go to the toilet on my own till I was about 10, 11. Oh. Yeah, because we only had one toilet as well. And that was at the top of the stairs because like, yeah. I'm going there again. So <laughs> I'd make up excuses and be like, mum, are you going upstairs now? And she'd be like, just go to the toilet, you mad ass. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was, it was quite, a, quite an ordeal. But it wasn't till... After that, I would say when I was in primary school, I'd still see things from what I can remember. It wasn't like a very regular thing. It was every now and again. But then it mm. wasn't until when I got in high school when I started to, I'd be sat with mates in class and whatnot. And they'd be talking about the family and I'd either hear like random names or I'd hear, it's kind of like I'd hear the ending of the conversation before they'd already said it. So it's, right. it's, it's weird, weird. And then I'd sit there and I'd be thinking like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? This isn't normal behavior i was like i'm tapped there's something wrong with me and then literally i got home from school one day my sister i have an older sister and an older brother but my sister was sat in the living room and she was watching do you remember uh psychic sally morgan god yeah i still watch her all the time (laughs) um she was watching that and i just sat on the arm of the couch next to her and i was watching it and then that's when the penny dropped for me it's like no way i was like shit that's scary i was like i don't want to do that but yeah and then it's just kind of gone on from there but now that i'm more in tune with my mediumship and and my abilities it's definitely more it's weird because i don't always see them now it's more like feeling and hearing them so when i'm talking with you like i'm starting to feel things about your loved ones which is really weird and when i say i feel things people must think like well like what the fuck does that mean what do you feel so it's not like anything physical like they're like mike 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 you know like smacking me around it's more like i'll start to feel how someone passed or i'll start to feel like an emotional bond on how mm. they connect with you so like whether it be mom dad brother sister you name it kind of like that so yeah it's weird but wonderful i was gonna say it must be like being a medium it must be pretty draining on your energy though because like if you're saying all this is happening all at once like how do you protect yourself from you know like unwanted forces coming into your life yeah so for me so I do get asked this question quite a lot so I it's not that I don't believe that there's negative souls because there's negative people so yeah so they're gonna have a negative soul so they vibrate for me they vibrate on like a lower vibration whereas our loved ones, like nice, innocent, normal people, they vibrate in such a higher vibration and frequency. It's less draining. But I have done readings before where I've brought someone that we would class as negative through, but it's normally because that person needs something from them. So it's kind of like we're reading for. So that's that's very draining. Um, But I know my limits and my boundaries now, which has took me quite a while to actually figure out, but I don't overdo it with like private readings. I don't overdo like events and stuff like that. I do keep give myself like spaces and gaps for for inner work and stuff like that but before I go into every reading every because I'm I basically do private readings so like Monday to Friday uh, throughout the day and whatnot and then before I start each day I always kind of just take a minute and ground myself and I always envision and I pinch this of someone else so um if you're listening thanks uh <laughs> where it's kind of like envisioning yourself as a tree and those roots that are going like down into the ground yeah. like as far as you'll go as, as gripping onto everything they can then just like a big beam of light going down into it shooting through the earth that's kind of my little grounding thing and I always put it out there like I don't want to know anything that's going to bring 
whoever I'm reading for any discomfort. I don't want to make this person depressed. I don't want to make this person this person suicidal or anything of the sort. Yeah. We want to help them. And and in all honesty, it's very, very rare that I will pick up on something that's like, tell them about the train. They're going to get hit by it tomorrow. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? But if, if there's anything weird like that, it's kind of like, just watch what you're doing. Be careful. Maybe don't go out that day or, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> me. I was going to say you must give like because you give a lot of spontaneous readings when you're out and about don't you I know I've yeah. seen it on your Instagram so yeah. what's the most like interesting message that's ever come through that you have felt kind of compelled to tell someone whilst being out and about and where was it oh god there's been oh yes this is a good one and I always remember this one so I was on holiday in Spain and <laughs> I was I wasn't really drunk and I don't really drink so much I've got enough spirits to deal with do you know what I mean you don't <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I don't need too many spirits, but I had a few drinks through a few uh, strawberry daiquiris on the beach. Got in this like rubber ringy thing, and I'm a bit of a madder, so I didn't want to go too far out right anyway. Because if I can't see at the bottom, it's no thanks. Do you know what I mean? So I was just yeah. flown away. And this lovely lady was also in a rubber dingy thingy. She floated past, and I, I don't know if it's because he had a bit more Dutch courage, but I just think of a shit. I was like, "Do you believe in mediums?" And we, she was talking, to, and she was Geordie too, actually, which is true. Yeah, that's just kind of clicked. I love the accent. It's meant. She was like, "I'm not going to try and impersonate because I don't want to sound offensive." Um, but she she was talking to me, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I love that." stuff and basically her nan came through and she was telling me to tell her that she had lost the ring and for like I can't remember how many how many years it was but it's like over 10 years she'd carried this massive massive guilt in a sense of like oh my god I bet she hates me and what if this and should have would have could have and she was like I'm not even asked about the ring it wasn't even expensive don't tell her why she'd been wasting her life worrying about that and she's like oh my god and the weirdest thing was we'd met at this beach and there's like loads of hotels in the part of Spain where I was at yeah she literally got on the bus to the same hotel as me. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, but there's been loads. So there's that one in Spain. I've done it before, like been sat in spec savers. I won't mind, but it wasn't even me getting my eyes tested. It was my wife. And I was just like, when I get bored sometimes, and as people like knows it, what people wear and stuff, I know it. your relatives that have passed away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's weird. There's been loads. There's been loads. There was one on a night out once. We was going around a few clubs. God, this was years ago because I'm too old for that shit now. But, um, and there was this man who was there, and he, he was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I don't ever use the term dead people because I don't know why it sounds quite offensive to me, but... Yeah. I was, yeah. I was a bit pissed and I was being silly. He's like, I talked to dead people. He was like, like the sixth sense. I was like, kind of, yeah. He's like, what do you sense around me? And, and his dad was coming through. So I was telling him things about his dad. He wouldn't leave me alone. Oh, <laughs> up to club. This man was pissed. He's like, tell me more. I was like, fuck off, leave me alone. <laughs> I was going to say, because you must get people like just wanting to kind of take advantage as well. Once they figure out that you are genuine and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They'll obviously, they'll want to stick with you, won't they? Like get those messages. Yeah, like flies around shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I ask as well, because I went to see um, a medium a few months ago at an open, open circle night, yeah. and everyone else in the room got absolutely spot on readings to the point where people were crying, like literally like sobbing. And some of the details that she was given was like so spot on. But when it came to my turn, I couldn't connect with anything she said. And she kept talking about like um, a Jimmy and a James and stuff like that. And she was like saying he had like this sailor hat on and she kept on saying like, can you resonate with that? Can you take that? And I just kept having to say no. And like, I was the only person in the whole room that got a message that just didn't feel like it was for me. So is yeah. it possible that there are, you know, like tricks to spirits in the room with you? Or do you think that her message might have just been like for someone else basically? 
Yeah, it could have been. So in a group setting like that, I understand that. So I call it sometimes where uh, spirit will piggyback. So I do events as well where it's in like a room full of 200, 150 people type thing. Mm. And there is times when I've read for someone and I felt like I was actually directed at that person. They're like, no, no, no. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? And then there's someone else. But sometimes you'll get it where they'll leave it last minute and they're like, oh, that's for me. That's my dad. Or that's my, I'm like, well, I've fucking said that before. <laughs> sometimes in an open group setting, definitely the messages can get redirected in a sense. So okay. um, it's not so much that she would have been chatting shit it's just that she might have been picking up on other people because it's confusing in a sense sometimes and it it takes a lot of energy to push for but more so in a one-to-one reading there's not so much of that distraction then because it's just like you and the the reader so to speak so it's more more direct in that sense yeah i think i've only ever seen a spirit once like my granddad died in 2019 that's how like canny crystals came about and it was so weird like it could have been something else but i could smell him one day and i know that sounds really weird but i turned on the tv his song was on tv it's not a popular song and then two minutes later someone talked about can you remember that what was it a llama or something that was going to get exterminated called geronimo a couple of years ago he had foot and mouth or something. Anyway, my granddad always used to say Geronimo and his password for everything when we when he passed away was Geronimo. And he always used to say that. And it was just like, it's not like it's a common word. No. And then I remember looking in the mirror one day and it looked like there was someone stood behind us. And when I turned around, there was no one there. Do you wow. think that things like that, like, do you think that they're coincidence or do you think that's a form of communication from the spirit side? Without a shadow, without a form of communication. And, and some people might watch this back or listen back to it and be like, oh, it's bullshit. It's just a coincidence. But mm. with everything that you went through from from losing your granddad, which first of all, I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, they, they really do communicate in so many different ways, like white feathers, robins. They're amazing signs, but there's so much more than what they show than just that. Like I was going to say, because like, what are some of the other signs that spirit is around? Because sometimes people say, you know, like the, they've took a photo and they've seen orbs on the camera yeah. or there's white, white feathers. What other signs are there? Yes, yeah, so you've got like orbs, you've got um, like when you take pictures and stuff like that, you've got things like where you pet, if you pet randomly, just keep staring at something, but there's literally nothing there. There's no explanation. Mine does that all the time, you know, it's always late at night and it's always when I'm in the bloody house on my own and then he'll start like jumping at things like randomly and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I don't need this shit now, Packer. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely feel it. My dogs are doing it all the time. I think it's because... I work from home as well and do readings from home. So there must still be some energy around sometimes and the dogs are just like, oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, so there's there's the orbs, there's white feathers, there's robins, there's coins finding uh, random pennies in places and stuff like that. Car registration plates. So it might be like the initials or all yeah. of one's name that's on it. Songs, music's a big, big one. I hear my granddad's music a lot too when, when I know that he's around. Um there's the angel numbers. Some people say it like in and use the term with angel numbers in different ways. So for me, I know for a fact that my granddad sends me four 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 a lot. Okay. And whenever I see that, it's weird because I can feel him around as well. So I'm like, I know that that's him sending it me. So like when you might click on your phone and you keep seeing these repetitive numbers sometimes. Um, oh my God, there's loads. You might see someone out and about who literally resembles your, your granddad from like everything but you look and you think oh my god like that man looks just like him and if you think of it like your attention could have been diverted for example let's say he's doing your shopping in like a shopping market somewhere mm. there's so much going on but you was your attention was drawn to that individual there that's i don't see that as a coincidence i really don't like where there's loads of people as well and you're not you're not specifically looking for 
that sign, it's they're they're already there. Like they're they're with us in such a more unique and special way. Honestly, the list goes on. Like there'll be things for yourself, like favorite programs on TV, music, songs that have not been played in ages, certain sayings that that'll pop up, and you think, what the hell? Like that is mad. <laughs> yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. So for me as well. So whenever I see a flight being flown, is that? No, a clap. I can't even say it. A kite being flown. I was like, yeah. that came out completely wrong. I was like, what was that? so whenever I see a, a kite being flown, why is yeah. that so hard for me to say? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, whenever I see one of those, I know that that's always a sign for my granddad too, because he always used to say, I'm going to take you to fly a kite. And we did, we did uh, go kite flying one time. Uh, he used to collect five peas in, in jars and, and, money box things, five P's, and it was a sign from him too. It's really, really random. So I went to pick up a new car a few years ago and I was like, oh, am I doing the right thing? What is going on? Literally, yeah. I'm not even joking. So there was a choice of two cars and the one that I really wanted is like, I really do like that one. I went and literally opened the, the driver's door, sat in it, having a look, I was like, I love it, love it. I opened the door again. I'm not even joking. There was five P in a white feather. I was like, I'm taking it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then one year, this wasn't, this was an earlier time when we went to Spain rather than the time with the rubber dinghy thingy. Um, I just took the kids to school because where we used to live, we lived around the corner from their primary school. So I just took them to school. We was about to go away on holiday and <clears throat> it was our first time flying. So I was, I was worrying, thinking like, ah, like what if the plane crashes? What? Because mm-hmm. I am quite dramatic in that sense. And I do sometimes think, shit, what if it goes missing or <laughs> what goes on and all that stuff. So I was like, granddad, now is the time. Like we're in the month that we're going because we was going in October. I was like, I need to know that this is going to be all right. Like give me anything, any form of a sign. If it's not going to be okay, I won't go. I <laughs> don't mind. I won't go. Literally, I went to school that morning. So bear in mind, October, a bit gloomy and whatever, in the morning, came back and I found what I thought was £2 on the floor and I thought, like a tramp, I was like, I'm going to pick that up. <laughs> That's coming out with me. But normally it wouldn't, in all fairness, but there was just this weird feeling and it was quite a dirty coin, so I washed it. It was only two euros. I was like, there's no one Spanish that lives down yeah, there. Yeah, that's a sign, isn't it? Yeah, we literally knew all of the neighbours. And then I was looking on the actual coin because I know from what, when they show signs and stuff, sometimes we need to dig a bit deeper. So I was looking at the coin and there was the number 14 on it. Well, we got an email because we booked it as like a package holiday. We got an email literally the week before, which would have been, I think it's either on the day or just the day before. We got told that we were sitting on row 14. So, and on the 14th, we was flying out. And on the 14th that year, it was 14 years since my granddad had passed. And I was like, I'm taking that as a sign, like 14. Goosebumps. <laughs> it's weird as well, because now we, the house number that we live in now is number 14. It's like, these, there's just, I don't, I don't see that as a coincidence. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think you can come to like coincidences when it comes to things like that, can you? Oh, definitely. there's no coincidences at all. Do you know how you were saying earlier about that you work from home and stuff like that? So how do you kind of protect your home from unwanted spirits and things? Do you often like sage it or do you have to cleanse it? Do you work with yeah. crystals or anything? Or Yeah, so I do. I was just looking over there and there is some crystals out over there as well. So yeah, crystals are definitely a vibe in this house. Um, I have crystals out. I have like, well, we just decorated the hallway, so I need to put it back out, but we normally have like cell night above the doorway so yeah. any, and any like assholes that come in i'm like just either <laughs> them or hope that it works so um but no i don't really get many people like that but yeah so i do use protection in that sense and i do i would say every every month or so is getting whack the sage out yes fume it around everywhere my wife always moans she's like it stinks like weed i'm like uh, well 
<laughs> it's more for you, you negative Nancy. Behave. <laughs> yeah, but she don't like the smell. I like the smell of it. To be fair, but yeah, I so like I do, smell as well. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. So I do sage and cleanse the house and I'll open all the windows. And I'm like, go on, get out any negative unwanted juju. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah, but it's really weird because you'd think that my house would be kind of be haunted in a sense because of all the spirits that I bring through. But honestly, it's not. It's very boring. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, you just hear all these stories, don't you? And until you're physically doing it yourself, you don't really know. But like, I was always told like, oh, don't do a Ouija board because you're inviting them in. And the second you make connection with them, they're around you forever and stuff like that. And you can't do anything unless you burn the building to the ground and stuff. My mum used to tell me all sorts of shit. Do you know what I mean? Growing up, <laughs> like I was always petrified of doing them. There was only a couple of times that we ever did a Ouija board because, you know, like, yeah. We'd always get the bits of paper around in the cup and someone would always be pushing the cup, wouldn't they? Yeah. But there was one time that really freaked us out because we were in an old church that was turned into like a youth club that we were all brought up in. And um, we'd all got like this, these like bits of paper, put them round, and we all just like fannied around. We were drinking Lambrini. I think we're like 17, 18 at the time. And um, we put all the bits of paper in a pile at the end and we were just tidying up, getting ready to like lock up and go kind of thing. And the paper set itself on fire. And to this day, no one will still admit to this, like setting this paper alight. I don't know how, but it almost looked like when we went and put it out that it had burned from the inside in the middle of of the pile of the bits of paper. And it was just really, really freaky. So I've never, ever (laughs) messed with anything like that again. Obviously, I sell Ouija boards on my website and stuff. And I was like, I don't use them. Do you know what I mean? Even when people come round and stuff and they've seen like mine i'm like i oh, don't use it and they're like why have you even going in the house i'm petrified of it <laughs> i love that i i've tried them a couple of times and one i was stupidly young I, we watched a film and we did something and i used like a shot glass on it and everything and i was like oh my god yeah. it moved but again i wasn't too sure at the time if that actually was someone that moved it but then i did one again in like a protective kind of way it just it's not for me i don't yeah. i can't explain like it's not my it's not my vibe because the amount of stigma that's around it of like, oh my God, you're going to bring in like negative souls and whatnot. By the way, yeah. this is not selling you Ouija boards, is it? You know? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> they're more of a gimmick though, aren't they really? When you think about it, they're not like actual divination tools when you come to think no, of it, are they really? No. And, and in all honesty, you can use them in a safe environment and hmm. you can use them for positive souls. You, you do get people that go in like, haunted old buildings like yourself and you're like is anyone here what's going on so yeah you don't bring in none of that shit home you so yeah yeah you must get some flack as well because i know i do like last week's episode i was talking about all the hate messages that i get and you know like even duplicates on tiktok and instagram of people like messaging my followers um like pretending to be me basically and saying oh do you want a tarot read and here paid this link and someone even put their bloody details in one time and they were subscribed to this bloody thing where it sent them a picture of a dog every day charged the mobile phone five pound and i'm like why anyway but like i i'll put on a video about crystals and people will comment you know from texas or something and say they're just rocks or go and get a real job so I can imagine that you must get things like that said to you as well in, in your line of work, like yeah. people calling you a fraud or exploiting people. That must be pretty tough to go through. How do you deal with that? Yeah. So I can relate with the whole scam account things. I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram. Fuck yeah, me. I have. <laughs> There's one every day. There's one every day. And unfortunately, yeah. there is some vulnerable people that have fell for it and paid the money for it and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't do it, don't do it. But I'm sick of sharing it. Instagram's not doing anything about it. So it's like, there's not a lot more that I can do. It's I like they're literally preying on people's vulnerability and people's yeah. desperation to speak with loved ones, isn't it? 
It is. It's really, really disgusting. And this is kind of goes against genuine medium psychic readers and all of that because we just get tired of the same brush then basically. Mm. And, and yeah. But for me, I would definitely, I've definitely had my fair share of abuse over the years. Um, one which was really, really bad. And it did affect me because this was like, so I've been doing this now. I think it's about seven years that I've been reading publicly for people. Mm. Um, and I think it's like in the first or second year, someone was saying to me, like, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should kill yourself. And, you know, I feel sorry for your family and all this. Like your poor children have got to have a father like that. Whereas now, if someone says it, it doesn't. I just don't. I'm not even asked. I'm just. And I think that's a good thing in a way, mm. because it's not affecting my mental health. But yeah. there is people that can't take it. There is days when I see something and I think, "Wow, it's really pissed me off," and it puts me in a mood. And I think, "What a bastard," you know. But then there's days and I just think, "Oh, I feel sorry for them. Like their life mustn't be too good if they're just sat there." But oh, I've had all sorts. I've had. All sorts, and I always get people that will comment on things saying, "If you read in the Bible, what you are doing is blah blah blah." I'm just like, "Yeah, Go back to church, Christine. No one gives a shit." <laughs> I was just going to say the amount of times I get called like, "Oh, you, you're dabbling with the devil," or "This is witchcraft" and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, "No, it's really not." And like, I was even talking to my mum about this a few weeks ago because my mum and my aunties they like sent me to Sunday school every week. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. was brought up like quite religious even though I'm not myself so I think I kind of rebelled against it <laughs> but my mom always used to tell me like oh if you're dealing with stuff like this like you, you'll go to hell and I'm like really if you think about it like people in the 60s like hippies for example they yeah. would walk around barefoot that's just a way of grounding and connecting yeah. with the earth they would like you know be obsessed with flowers and stuff that's just a form of mindfulness do you know what I mean it's like it's almost like we're modern day hippies now. And it's just like, it's just evolved in the last 50, 60 years. And it's now more socially acceptable. But I just think like, there's so much stigma still around it, isn't there? Like with people like thinking like you're dabbling with the occult. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been accused of all sorts. I've been accused of fraud. I've been accused of scamming people. I've been accused of of Googling people. I'm like, you can check my search history. Like you would know if I've been Googling you because the shit that people post anyway. Do you know? Do you know? I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, mean yeah. To like it, but yeah, you just you win some, you lose some. But in all honesty, I would really, really say, and I'm sure that you'd agree with this, is that the good definitely outweighs the bad. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Have you ever had someone like call you something negative, but then manage to change their opinion by delivering a message that only they would know? Oh God, yeah, yeah. There's been a few times. There was once. Uh, it was actually at an event a few years back, and there was some man who'd had a, a bit to drink and whatnot. I can't remember word for word what the messages are, who it was from, but he was at the beginning of the night. He was like, "What a load of bullshit this is." I think he actually owned the venue, which right again. Okay. And he must have been drinking like the supplies dry because he was he was pissed. He's like, "Oh, this is a load of shit." And then at the end of the event, he's like, "When you when you finish, you know, like tidying up," and he's like, "Will you come through here? I want to talk." I was like, "No." Uh. <laughs> I was like, "No way, not doing that." But yeah, so it, it's weird. There's been there has been a few where it's more so men as well. I definitely yeah. reach a lot more men now than what I did when I first started. Literally, it was like one every year or something whereas now there's like a couple of week type thing and there was one obviously I can't say any names or anything about yeah. it it's still fresh on my mind but just on Monday Monday morning it was so yesterday morning um I did a reading for this guy and just to clarify all I had was his I can't remember his name now but it was just his name on the booking there was no surname it wasn't through any social media or anything and he was like you know I am a bit 
thingy about this sort of stuff and you know i need to be told something i was like no i get it i get it and his mum came through and she literally plowed away through the reading and he was just like what the was that it was <laughs> and i always think like it still shocks me and freaks me out but in a good way you know and it's kind of like yeah. no way like, i know i always say that the day that i get bored or fed up with this i'll know that that's time for me to move on type thing yeah. but so far so good so yeah i think we all need like that little it's kind of like a little just indication that it is real don't we because i mean i had um a psychic on the show a while ago and she said to me afterwards oh i'll give you a free reading and stuff like that and I, although i wanted to believe and although i did kind of believe i wasn't like a hundred percent and the second she came on the call she said something to me that had happened like 10 minutes before off the call well, and I just sat there like gobsmacked. You know when you just get goosebumps, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, she's the real deal." That's you know what I mean? You, that is when you know when when they give when they're able to give facts and they're able to give yeah. things because anyone could be a medium and be like, "Oh, there's you know there's a gentleman that's stood behind you and he smokes." I'm like, "Oh, that could fucking could be, be anyone." anyone. <laughs> oh, the best one I've heard this one before. Um, can anyone take the lady with the pink slippers? And everyone's like, "Me, me, <laughs> everyone." <laughs> everyone so yeah so it's it's different in that way but the thing is as well and you might speak to another medium in the future and they might you might find that they connect differently with with spirit to how i do and that's not that Mm. one's better or worse it's just that we all receive and pick up on the information in our own weird and wonderful way it's like psychic readers too so the lady that you had the reading with you might meet another psychic in the future and they read completely different but just as good type thing so it is it's it's weird weird but wonderful weird but wonderful so Death is obviously like a massive part of life and it's inevitable for all of us, isn't it? So can you offer kind of any advice for someone who is grieving right now and looking to connect with a loved one who's passed away? Because you Absolutely. must get that like most frequently. Oh, 100%. So one thing, and it's it's mad and it's it's going to sound like I'm not trying to do, it, do myself any favours, but I always tell people you actually don't need a medium to be connected with your loved ones. You really, really do not. They're already there. It's just about, so whenever we lose a loved one, we tend to naturally, there's like a massive wall of grief that builds up around us. And Mm. it's so hard because I've spoke to, and I've experienced it myself where I've not picked up on nothing, even as much as like a temperature change in the room. Naff all. So I've been like, why aren't there? Why aren't they coming through? It's when I lost my granddad and because me and him was really close, I was like, why are you not showing me something? All right, I was only 12 at the time. So maybe he's like, I don't want to freak you out. But I, I knew then at that age anyway, I was like different and everything. I was like, come on, come on, just do something, nothing. As that wall started to break down brick by brick, I had a dream of him and I was like, no way. And, and it was just mind blowing, absolutely mind. And I've dreamt of him a few times since then. But there's so many different things to, to help people. It's, it sounds awful when I say this, but sometimes we do get stuck in a place of like, we'll, we'll sometimes wallow in that negative energy of like, yeah. I don't want to get better because then that means that I've forgotten about them, which is not the case. Because I can 100% reassure anyone listening to this right now that there will be absolutely nothing more that, that their loved ones will want for them than to be happy and to carry on. And it's not carrying on in a sense of forgetting them because you, you're still keeping their memory alive with everything that you do. And every, everywhere you go, people that you meet, new family being brought into the world, all sorts. But talking about it is something that really, really helps alongside with like mental health too, obviously. Like when people say it's okay not to be okay, it's just exactly the same with grief because we tend to carry that that feeling of like, well, we're just burdening people by, you know, 
going on about it again. And it's not so much that you're going on about because we will all have someone that's there that we can talk to. And even if we don't, there is other forms of ways. So it's something that I want to bring out. I'm hoping maybe like the end of this year, maybe next year, but I want to create my own grief journal and I'm manifesting that. So, and what I want to put in that is tips and tricks to kind of help cope with certain things and situations where, because if just to kind of cut a long story short, so you might end up being somewhere that you didn't know you was going to go, but that place holds so much value to you because it was a place that you and your loved one used to go. So you might be then struck in that moment and be like, what can I do? What can I do? Like, I feel like I'm going to burst into tears. I want to try and help with like strategies around that and stuff too. So where there's a, a will, there's a way. And there's something that I would love for anyone that listens to this now is to really try the best. And maybe when it's... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. More nighttime before bed or when we're winding down so your mind's not as like frantic, but is to ask said loved one to show them a sign. And whether that be a feather or a robin, that's that's fine, but get specific, like like with, with you before with, with the llamas and everything and all of that cool stuff. That's that's insane. So you should totally ask your granddad for signs like that. But get really specific. So for example, I want to see a pink flamingo, really random. I don't, yeah. but if I did, like show me a pink flamingo within the next few days. Sometimes we might be like, if you're here, you can show me this by 12 o'clock. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way because you've got to build up their energy just as they have to come through in a dream, to show you a sign, to come through in a, in a reading. So, but get specific with it, even make a note just in case you might forget it and keep an open mind how you're going to receive that sign. So it might not necessarily be like, oh, I'm going to open my blinds in the morning. There's going to be a pink flamingo. Let's face it, the chances of that happening are very, very thin. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to have a flamingo in the garden unless you live somewhere exotic. Um, but it might be something like on a balloon. So you might drive past someone's house and slow down in the traffic and notice that they've got a an ornament of one or a balloon in the window of one. And it's kind of keeping an open mind in that sense because where there's a will, there's a way. And then we then we can move on from that. Then it's like, right, well, I want to see the, the green Audi TT. Show me the green Audi TT. So things like that. Things that aren't really necessarily common. I would say, to try and go for. And with that um, grief journal, just going back to that really briefly as well, I think that would be a really, really good idea. Um, Obviously, I have a well-being journal and it's really proven really popular. And the reason that I created that was because my own mental health was deteriorating and I wanted some journal prompts almost to like get me through every single day because I wanted to get into journaling. And that developed into a kind of well-being journal in itself. But I think a grief journal with like tips and tricks of how to get through. Because like you say, some people do clutch onto it, don't they? I know like when my granddad died, for example, my mom, she came with me to see um, a spirit medium and she got a message and it was clearly from my granddad. There was so much detail in it. And she was like, can we go back again? And she wanted to keep going back. And I'm like, but you're not allowing yourself the time to grieve and get through it and stuff like that because 
you're never physically going to be with them in physical bodies again. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, the only thing is like, you, you've got to learn to let go and move on with your life. Otherwise you're stuck in limbo, aren't you? Yep. hundred percent. It's I, I get it quite a lot where I'll, I'll do someone a reading and then they'll ask me like, can I come and see you again in a couple of months? And I always say, leave as long as you can. Anything from like 12 months plus, because yeah. when spirit come through, they don't just talk about them. They'll talk about things like what's going on for you and what's going to happen in your life sometimes. And, it's going to give within that year, it's going to give time for those things to take place. Whereas if you come and see me again, like a month after mm. they're going to be like, I'm not coming through this arsehole again. I'm sick of this. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, yes. see you next year. That's how it's kind of how it works. But there is people that, you know, might allow that to happen and whatnot. So nothing against people that do that. But for me personally, I don't find that to be helpful for them. Yeah. Do you believe in guardian angels as well? Absolutely. So what's the difference between a, a, like a, a family spirit member coming through or a guardian angel? Like, do you ever get messages from guardian angels? I have done before, not recently. I have done before. So how I see it is that we're here, yeah. spirits there, and angels are a little bit higher. That's okay. how I see it. So my frequency, I push mine to the middle to connect with spirit. That's just, you know, metaphorically speaking, but... There's been times when I've connected with them. So I know when the, when the connection is different as well, because for me, it's kind of, it feels different. So there's more, with spirit, there's more f- familiar, familiarity. I can't say the word, but anyway, feels very familiar. Whereas with angels, it, it just feels a little bit different. And I feel like okay. when we have like our guardian angels, we have our spirit guides, they do kind of vibrate on a different frequency. And I know that I had one years ago and it was actually a dream, but I was just waking up and I knew that it was more of like a guardian angel experience because it was really weird in my mind. They just put like a a big, like Hessian sack of coins on my chest. And I was like, but I literally felt it. And I was like, what was that? And I woke up and I was like, whoa, what was that? But it's weird because all I could see was just pure gold light and it was it was like i knew it wasn't spirit but in the form of and i was googling the meaning and everything to it and it was something about like um your fortunes changing and your living situation new beginnings and all of that stuff and we did i'm sure we moved not long after because the house wasn't right for us type thing and yeah it's like money changed for us and everything it was crazy it's weird isn't it i love hearing about all this (laughs) it has really opened my eyes to stuff yeah it is it's crazy but the thing is as well so with so I started, I would say my manifesting journey maybe around a year. God, no, actually, it's probably I, I would say I've definitely dipped in and out of it because mm. there's times when, and you'll understand this way, you might get frustrated sometimes. You think, oh, it's not even working, yeah, but no, I've that it actually is working. It's just yeah. not the right time. But I'm so impatient, and it's annoying. Like if if I want a new car, I want it now. I don't want to wait until the time's right and all that shit. I want it now. But I understand sometimes because then if you look back at your past and you think, God, imagine if that would have happened then, that really wouldn't have succeeded. That wouldn't have gone the way forward. So what we did, we was on holiday and talking about that house, we was on holiday at the time. And we was like, I really want to move, really want to move. And we was like visioning the house that we wanted. But I wasn't super clear on the vision. So So I wanted this nice three-bedroom house, wanted a driveway and a bigger back garden because we lived in an old terraced house before this one. And... So I was thinking, yeah, that'd be brilliant. We moved into this house. No disrespect to the lady that lived here before. She had cats and everything, and there was, like, cat hair and stuff like that, the gardens. She openly admitted she's, like, I fell out of love with the house. I didn't bother mm. doing anything with it. So there was a front garden, which we was able to change into a driveway. There was a back garden that was just hectic. The house was quite dated. 
So I wasn't very clear in the vision as in like, I want the nice gray paving outside on the driveway. I want this, I want that. But it did, it worked. It really did work. And I believe in believe in it wholeheartedly. And I know that it's true. It is a real thing. It is a real thing. Like anyone can do it. We're, we're always manifesting, aren't we? We're always doing it naturally. So yeah, but then it wasn't till more recently I bought a book and, and it's weird because I just stumbled across this this author on Instagram and seeing that she'd wrote a book so far, I'm going to give that a go. And that really helped my mindset too. Because I've read like The Magic, The Power. Um, I've, I've read, what else was it? The Secret. I've read those. And I found them to be really fascinating too and, and really thorough, which is good. Because I think with things like that, you want it to be thorough, not just like, oh, ask ask your angels, you'll get it. It's, it's There's so much more to it than that. There's so much yeah. energy that you've got to put into it. Whereas I understand sometimes it might be frustrating for you because you work in this line where it's like, I asked for this and I've not got it. So I know that it's bullshit. You can't, <laughs> you can't just expect shit for nothing. You know, yeah. no matter what it is in life, you've still got to put in that positive yeah. energy and that effort to, to gain back from it. And, and there's been many a times recently where I've asked spirits. So there was a TV show that I nearly very, literally very, very nearly got onto. And I asked spirit, I was like, listen, I'm because I, I manifested it. It's weird. I literally got a, a a DM on Instagram the day after a man started journaling it about the right TV show coming along for me and everything went through all of the health checks, psychiatric, tr- psychiatric checks. God, I can't say that word either. Um, this is what happens when you work with spirit. You, you, you don't have your own mind half at times. <laughs> That's why I can't speak. I don't drink. I'm all right. Um, but yeah, so everything. And it was like a long, long process got to the very final thing. And I just, I, I kind of put my thoughts out there to the universe, to spirits, the angels as like, Give me that feeling if this is actually for me. And honestly, I've just got the most numbest feeling of this isn't for you. And yeah. I thought that I'd be devastated because the producer got back in touch with me. He's like, I'm really sorry, but you've not made it this time. We'll keep your details and everything. I was like, no, that's fine. I understand. That's fine. Thank you for your time. I wasn't bothered at all. Whereas I thought from my point of view, like I would have been like, oh my God, that's so shit. Why didn't they want me? I'm not good enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. I wasn't asked. And that's not in an ungrateful way. That was because I knew it wasn't for me. And it's weird to explain that. It's kind of like the universe gave me that as in, this isn't for you. And the more, I'm kind of grateful in a way because I think the only TV stuff that I would ever like to do would be around what I'm doing now. Mm. And in the way of helping people through grief rather than like look at me I'm this I'm that because I'm actually not I'm not like that at all like I absolutely shit myself before every single event even if it's 100 people 250 people and I'm thinking oh my god I can't do that I get imposter syndrome so bad and it's like it annihilates my my anxiety goes through the roof once I start though when spirit comes through it's just it's really free-flowing then but yeah it's wild I think events especially are really, really difficult. Like I did an event back in January. It was my first ever speaking event. And literally I came to the front of the podium and I only came to the front while everyone was chatting, the music was on and stuff. I only came so I could put my iPad there and I was going to go and get myself a drink. And she announced my name over the microphone when she saw me walking forward. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so obviously I was like shitting myself. And she was like, oh, okay, back to normal, everyone. And everyone was just looking at us. And I was like... This is yeah. so fucking awkward. But then to break the ice, I like got selfies like with the crowd behind us. And now me and do you know Francesca Amber from Love Attraction Changed yep. My Life? Follow her to yes, me and Fran are doing an event in September. Exclusive. Oh, cool. And um we've been looking at venues and the venues that we've been looking at, we've been trying to look at like a thousand people and we think we've found one, but it seats one thousand nine hundred people. And I'm like, 
I'm fucking shitting myself now because even when I go to gigs sometimes, like at the O2 and stuff like that, like at the academies, there's there's only like 3,000 people in there. It's going to be like that amount of people, but all yeah. eyes on me. Like, how do you cope with that? More so now, and you're going to laugh at this, you're going to think that advice is shit, Mike. But over the years, because I've done it for a few years now, where like public speaking, I suppose, yeah. uh, I'm doing readings in front of loads of people. Like, I feel like if it was just speaking, I'd be kind of all right, but it's kind of like there's even more pressure because it's yeah. like I've got to now prove that I can do what I can do yeah. and prove to them that it's there. So it's a lot of pressure, whereas it used to literally <clears throat> eat up at me to the point where I would have like panic attacks. I would be, and then I'd think to myself, like, I can't do this, I can't do this. I kind of moved past that because there was just a point for me of I either carry on doing this or I just call it a day and don't do it. So honestly, my best advice would be when when you're about to get up on that stage, is to just think, "Fuck it." <laughs> honestly, <laughs> probably the best idea. Best <laughs> advice, but loads of people ask me questions like that. I'm like, just think, "Fuck it." What could go wrong? Think of yeah. what could go wrong, but think of what could really go right. Focus yeah. on that, and that's honestly what I do. I still get nervous. Don't get me wrong, but I find it so much more not easy, but more calming now. I kind yeah. of like pick myself up every time before and I'm like, I can do this. I know I can do it. I still panic a bit, but I think that's normal. <laughs> so what's next for you then? Uh, do you want to move more into TV or are you happy doing what you're doing? Like if you could like wave a wand in five years time, where do you see yourself? So in five years time, I would love nothing more than to be able to take my event to different parts of the UK, but also like abroad as well. And for him to be a success and to, to sell out, in places and whatnot. Um, and it's not even so much just about the money. It's it's more to do about the amount of people that it can help. That's yeah. that's why I actually really want to do it. And that's why I'm, I'm in this in the first place. Because, yeah, long story. But uh, so in five years' time, I would like to see myself on a farm somewhere. <laughs> Sounds really wacky, that. But I, I need to be in the countryside. I can't explain it. Like towns and stuff, it's not for me. I want to be somewhere where... I can smell cow shit in the morning. <laughs> I love Not it. a sentence I'd ever think I'd say, but I want to live <laughs> close to like fields and farms. Like I've got three dogs. If I get a bigger house like that, I'm getting more dogs. Like I'm obsessed with dogs. So yeah. I would definitely get more dogs. But, um, and I really want to have my own book out, my own Oracle deck, which I've started working on, but then the timing's not been right. So, and again, universe trusted all of that. So I've been like, no problem. I'm listening. So I'm waiting for that. But I'd like to have my own book out. I'd like to have my grief journal. I'd like to have my own oracle deck of cards out with with helping with the grieving process too and if something tv related comes along i would i would only want to do it if it if i knew it was going to benefit people in a sense yeah. of like i wouldn't want to be on something that i know that'd be shit do you know yeah. what i mean like i'd like to do something if for example if ever there was an opportunity for me doing readings for people to be filmed and for it to be aired and stuff like that Someone might, I look at it in this way, someone might watch that and be like, no way will my mum pass from that too. And, and what I can, I can resonate with that too. So it'd help people, you know, and, but if not, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I definitely learned that from the last TV process ordeal. Um, yeah. Yes, it doesn't really bother me in that way, but yeah. So how can people find you online then, Mike? What are your social links and your website? Um, I am Mike Huff, Spirit Medium. So H-O-U-G-H and then Spirit Medium on Instagram. I think it's Mike Huff, Spirit, um, TikTok, Mike the Medium, Facebook, Mike Huff, Spirit Medium on on there. So I can't think, I don't think I'm on anything else. That's fine. What I'll do is I'll pop all of Mike's links in the show notes below, including the link to his website and his socials as well. So yeah, thank you for popping by, Mike, and appearing on the show. I really do appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. I don't know if you want me to 
bring someone through because I've been getting this strong energy wanting to come through. I don't know if you want to do it on here or if you want to do it afterwards. It's up to you. Go on then, and I'll cut it out if uh, if I start crying. <laughs> hey, listen, it's not a bad thing. I always say this to people on a joke, saying like I should have shares in Kleenex because of all the tissues <laughs> that I go through. No jokes. Um, so, not to sound obvious. I know that you mentioned your your grandfather, mm. but. I, so I feel things as a medium. I felt him more like dad. That's yeah. how it feels to you. Like I was, I kept hearing the term son, as in like yeah. he would refer to you as his son in that sense. And yeah. that's how he's connecting there. But a really wise chap, and he's actually quite funny because what I do, this is absolutely not his bag at all. He's like, what a load of shit this is. Yeah. <laughs> quite funny though. And, and you might look at some granddads and think, oh, bless him, that's an old man. He doesn't strike me as, as that kind of, guy like you'd look at him and think oh bless him he's old like he's quite a spring chicken there in spirit and I know that when it came to his passing that because I can't breathe properly when I'm connecting with him so I know that there was a lot going on with his either lungs or heart because he says says, tell him I'm okay now I can breathe properly because he's telling me as well right nearer to the end that there was issues to do with mobility but he kept putting a lot of pressure but it felt like it was on one leg rather than both so I don't know what the issue is there but he's like I'm all right he's like you tell him I'm hop skipping and jumping around like he's a barrel of laughs I'm not joking he's so fun and and his his energy is so high vibe he's he's just awesome but he kept pointing me to my tattoos throughout the whole of this conversation that we've had he's like tell him no tattoos not for me no tattoos but he's like (laughs) I feel like what he's trying to show me this is where forgive me if you've already had it done but it's I was seeing it like symbolically so whenever I see angel wings in a tattoo form, that's just my symbol of the tattooing memory of. So it's not necessarily yeah. that you're having angel wings. It's just symbolic for tattooing memory of. So your granddad kept showing me that, and he's like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, right, I'll pass that one across. So it is quite funny in that sense, uh, bless him. Now, let me figure this out. So this granddad, would I be correct in saying that this would be mum's dad? Yes. And... Would I be correcting? Because there is a grandmother energy that's there too in the background. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if that's from the other side of the family or not, because yeah. that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting there. So your granddad's wife, would she still be here living? Yeah, she is. Yeah. The feeling that I get there is there's there's not an awful lot that's changed for her in the sense of like home and stuff like that. And he's trying to bring that through there like it's okay to change. Yeah. Like I need her to know that it's okay to change and he's not ready for her anytime soon. He's like, you keep her here. And he's so funny and dry witted because he's like, I'm enjoying the peace and quiet. Keep her here. I'm like, she'll batter you when she gets there. He's like, yep. <laughs> he's like, I know she will. I know she will. But they've got such an amazing relationship. And I know that she does feel really, really lost without him. I know that because he showed me the symbol of holding a hand and whispering in the ear, which is just my connection of where he's not left aside. He's still with her. He still sits in his very own seat in his very own chair because he's laughing. He's like, it's not moved. It's not moved. I don't know if it's that we've got new furniture in, in Nan's place now, but it's still been put in the same order, if that makes sense. But because he's laughing about like a new sofa or a new chair or something. So he's like, yeah, mention it, mention it. I'm like, okay, I'll pass that one across. Um, and he's also shown me there's, let me figure this out. This is where it's a little, the energy's changing a little bit. It's not in a bad way. It's just more deeper. So your granddad says to me, kept showing me putting his hand on your shoulder and like squeezing your shoulder. He says, tell him it's okay to let it go. And I'm asking him to elaborate a bit more. So your granddad showed me the symbol of where you felt as though you never got the chance to say goodbye to him the way that you wish you could. Yeah. And he says to me, he says, I want to help him with that. And I want him to know that it is okay to, to release that and to let that go. 
granddad's very blunt, so forgive me, but it's kind of, he's shown it me in the sense of, well, if you would have been there and experienced it, your grieving process would have been different. I can't say that because I don't, I'm not you, but granddad's shown me in the sense of like, you wasn't meant to be there at that moment. You know, it wasn't meant to be that way. And, and he's, he's finding peace in that. And he wants for you to find the same peace too, because he knows that this has been something for you of like, well, you've gone over things like, God, I can't even remember the last thing that I said to him or, or you know, what if I would have, left earlier or what if this or what if that because i kind of feel like we wasn't expecting for granddad to pass when he did because it it happened really suddenly and like my family didn't even message me because they knew i was out celebrating like we got the keys for our house the same day and we were out celebrating on the night and i woke up to a phone call the next morning and nobody nobody wanted to basically bother me or anything like because they knew i was celebrating and he died on the way to the hospital just suddenly wasn't ill no because I, I just got this like this strain in the chest. I wasn't sure if it was like heart attack or something. I just couldn't kind of taking a deep breath. But it wasn't. I wasn't picking up on anything like a lifelong illness with him or anything. It did feel like it was something very quick and unexpected. But your granddad's acknowledging and forgive me if any other family members listen to this one now. But he's like, it's okay to release that anger too, because yeah. he knows for you it's like for you it's like I don't give a shit if I was getting married. I want to know. Like that's that's my granddad, but they did it in a nice way. It wasn't in a malicious way. So yes. it's like it's okay to to find peace with that. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't breathe properly for some reason. Would I be correct in saying that you went to see granddad after he passed? Yes, because he says to me, he says I need him to know that I heard everything because he showed me where he was a little bit not scared, but it's kind of like. I want to touch him, but I, I can't. There's this feeling there of like, he says, tell him I know he held my hand. I know he put yeah. his hand over my hand. That was the first thing that I felt like we touched was his hand. And then he yeah. says that when you plucked up the courage to leave the room that he was in, he says, tell him I know he gave me a kiss on the forehead. Oh my God. <laughs> he says, my soul was stood with him at that exact moment. And he says, tell him I love him so much too. I love him so much too. Honestly, you know, it was the first time I'd ever seen a dead body. Um, and all, sorry, I'm getting choked up no, here. Okay. Me, um, me mom me aunties and everything were there and everyone was holding his hand and like kissing him on the head and stuff like that and I just remember I held his hand and the second everyone left the room I felt like an idiot doing it and I don't know why and I thought Martin this is your only opportunity to do this you're never going to see this body again in this form and I kissed his forehead and you know what it was like it was like and it hurt us so much because it was like kissing a bowling ball it was hard and cold and it just, it, it destroyed us because I knew then, like, he, he'd gone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He was gone. And it was literally, like, I, I talk about it, like, kissing a bowling ball. Yeah. But I did, I kissed his forehead, and I just said, I love you, Granda, and left, and I was the last one in the room. Honestly, no. no, that's really was there. Proper choked us there. It's all, no, I don't apologise. It's, <laughs> it's all part of the healing process. But know that he was definitely present at that exact moment because there's no way that I would know of that. Because for all I know, you might you might have chose not to because a lot of people choose not to go in and see them afterwards yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot. But for you, it was something that you knew that you had to do and, and he respects that. So even though it kind of ties you in with somewhat of, not a negative emotion, but a heavy emotion, it, it's okay to look at it in a more positive sense of, well, granddad doesn't feel like that anymore. Granddad's head won't feel like a cold, you know, bowling ball anymore. Like he, he's not his soul is free, you know, and that's what he's really trying to validate. And when we was talking about the dreams before, your granddad was like, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. So he's like, I've been in the dreams. And I don't know if you actually hugged him in the dream, but he kept putting, when I was talking about dreams, he's like, mention me. I'm like, I will in a bit, I will in a bit. All right, all right. And it's like, you felt him there. You knew it was him. Yeah. You know, but even if I was to say to you now, Matt, that wasn't your granddad. That was just a dream. You'd be like, no, it wasn't. It was my granddad. Because yeah. you felt that connection. 
I know that that was him. You know that that was him, and he's, he's acknowledging that there. And he's saying to me as well about going forward, like your. I know you mentioned about your house in the same day. This will always have that amazing emotional connection there. But he's telling me that you've already been looking a bit further afield in a sense of we're not going to be staying here forever. Yeah, we're not staying here forever because I don't see you staying in in this house forever. There's like a three year plan of some sort from what he's shown me there. So keep an open mind to that one there too. And he's also talking to me about a little girl. So there's a little girl that's that I feel is coming into your life there as well. So keep an open okay. mind to that there. Because your granddad's like, he's going to make the best. They're going to make the best parents. They're going to make the best. So fucking out you want kids. <laughs> if not, but there's that feeling there. And there's just like so much love that's surrounded by this this little female energy. And granddad's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So keep a, keep an open mind to that one there too. But because um, he's like mentioned, get that ball rolling. There's people we've got to ring. There's people we've got to keep either in. And he's so funny. He's like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I don't know if you guys had like your mindset on like, you might not even want kids for all I know, actually. This is really bad. But Granda's like, just say it. I need him to know that I know. I'm like, okay. I don't know if it's like, well, we would prefer a boy or we prefer a girl. But Granddad's shown me like the whole... I don't know if you've looked into like the surrogacy type of thing and, and yeah. option and all of that. Cause he's made me feel like you've not just said it in the sense of like, yo, that'd be nice. It, we have really looked into it. So he's very much aware of that. Again, though, know that this next important achievement and milestone, he's, he's validating this right now in a sense of I'm going to be there. I'm not going to miss out on this. So that's his way of acknowledging that he's going to be there with you in the future also. So where there's a will, there's a way. And he was showing me as well, something about if we were to go down the sur- surrogacy route and if, you know, we ended up finding out, you know, the baby's a boy. He's like, I already know my name would be in there. I already know my name would be in there. Because he knows that you've already thought of these things. Because I was picking up on, it was either like, there was something short of sounding name, but like like Kev or Ken, Kev, Ken. So go on, freak me out. This is what freaks me out when they start. Do you know what it is? I have deliberately never mentioned my granddad's name ever on a podcast, on social media, and his name is Ken. His, his, his name's Ken, Kenneth. And um, it's weird that you said that because when you mention about his name, we've already discussed this because my partner wants a boy and he specifically just wants a boy because he's from a family of all men. He's, yeah. He doesn't know how to raise a girl, he says, like if we get a girl. And I said, it'll be sod's law, we'll, we'll end up with a girl because you can't really do it. But I was like, the thing is, when it came to the middle name, I was thinking we should probably like... Because my partner's name is Dodds, but my granddad's surname is Dobson. And I was thinking, I want to change my name to like Dobson Dodds or Dodds Dobson or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But I couldn't really see someone being called Ken like nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you think it's like Barbie and Ken? Um, Because it is quite an old fashioned name. I was kind of seeing it as in like, like, for example, there was something a reference. So I don't know if there's names that we've already looked at, but like Arlo Kenny. There was something like Kenny rather than just Kenneth or Ken. Okay. So it's kind of got a kick to it. So Grandad's like, there's no pressure. <laughs> He's like, but Kenny sounds all right. <laughs> I'm gobsmacked. I'm going to leave all this in the podcast, by the way, because I think everyone will be like freaked listening to this. <laughs> it is. It's weird, isn't it? But it's, this is why I love doing what I do so much, because it's the wow moments that's in it that really validates for, for you as the listener yeah. that, Oh, that really is my granddad. Like yeah. this guy's not trying shit. I wouldn't, and I'm. I don't care what anyone says. I'm massive on respect. I would never, in a million years, have even mentioned about sensing spirit if a 
wasn't open to bringing someone through. And if I didn't feel them there, I wouldn't just say it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like when you mentioned your granddad before, I was like, oh, you better give me some good stuff now because I already know that you're there. Uh, so, but and he has, and he has, he's been able to do that. But listen, like I said in this already, your granddad would. He's he's there with you before today. He'll be there with you after today. It does not start or end with a psychic or a medium. Yeah. Absolutely not. He's always around you. But honestly, the, the connection that you guys share, it's more like father and son, and he wouldn't change that for the world. Yeah. He would not change that for the world. He's like, pass my love forward to everyone. Let them know I'm with them. And he's like, help your mum out. Help your mum out. Not in any sort of way like with chores or anything. It's more like tell her the things that I've said. Let her know that I'm supporting her in this too because your mum's quite a, a tough cookie from what granddad's shown me in a sense of like, she won't always be super open, as in like, I'm I'm really feeling it today or I really miss my dad today. I really X, Y, and Z. It's kind of like she'll just kind of let it build up yeah. and, and your granddad's like, tell her, get rid of that. Listen, I want an invite to the Kristen, the baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> granddad's like, I'll be there too. I'm like, yes, you will. He's like, I'll be stuck with you, you weirdo. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love it. Listen, though, please keep your granddad's love, though. He's done an amazing job at coming through for that and I hope that it's helped in some way shape it or has thank you so much I really do appreciate that Mike like I say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your your expertise and your wisdom with us all thank you no thank you very much for having me I've really I've been looking forward to it I've been buzzing about it so I really appreciate this opportunity thank you very much Bless you. And thank for everyone else listening, go and follow Mike at the link in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please submit a quick five-star review. It really just helps this podcast grow to new audiences. You can find me on Instagram at Canny Crystals or on my website, cannycrystals.co.uk. But I guess there's nothing more for me to say other than have a lush weekend, everyone. And hopefully I'll see you all next Friday for another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, guys. Bye. <laughs>